0: Hi, um, it's Imogen here with my guest Shay Seaborn, and this is our sixth and final conversation for now in this series um, about stress and trauma and how the Alexander technique can help. Um, and we've talked about all sorts of different aspects of this and today um our subject is three gateways to presence using interoception proprioception and exteroception to foster resilience now that probably sounds really complicated but it's not <laughs> so we'll break that down so just to introduce Shay she's um a trauma awareness activist. She's been my um, client for maybe nearly three years now. She's become a friend and she's a trauma survivor and um, I'm an Alexander Technique teacher and um, I use my approach which I call body intelligence um, to work with my clients. So this these conversations are kind of Putting in the public realm in a more cohesive form, many conversations that we've had um, over our time, um, getting to know each other and working with each other. All right, Hi. long welcome. Hi, Shay. <laughs> Hi, thank you. Um, so we've we've called this three gateways to presence and. Um, uh, presence is a word that's we hear a lot especially in terms of mindfulness um, what what do you mean by it and why why is it important if you're feeling stressed or you're you dealing with trauma um, um,
1: I define presence as um, the ability of, of being in the present um, which seems like it should be a no-brainer right <laughs> yeah but- but for human beings, because of our brains, it's not. Um, um, uh, most people are present, you know, some portion of the day. Everybody has their, you know, their tolerance for being present. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's it's something that we can cultivate as part of taking care of our brain and nervous system health.
0: So um, it would seem like. Why, why, I'm just off the top of my head, why, why aren't we present? And why maybe, especially if we're stressed or have been traumatized, why might um, those things kind of create barriers to the accessibility of being present?
1: Um, um, well, worry is a big one. Um, a, a lot of people's tendency, and mine is huge too, To, um, you know, think about what's already happened or worry about what's going to happen. And when we're focused on those things, we're actually telling our nervous system that things are not okay.
0: Right. Building Um, back uh,
1: those pathways in a chronic way, if, you know, that kind of stress is chronic. um,
0: Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people can recognize that. We're either thinking, worrying about the future, catastrophizing what might happen, or we're um, going over what happened in the past, and um, I'm forgetting the term exactly for that. Ruminating. (laughs) Ruminating, that's the one. Yeah, um, and and both of us, those things take us out of the present in a Mm
1: -hmm.
0: non-productive way. Of course, we have to plan, and I have to... But that's a little different from those other ways that take us out of being present. I yeah, think you can plan and be present, actually. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> <Very good>. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we all, you know, forget our keys or or lose our train of thought, or and, you know, we have these indicators that tell us that we're not being present. Um, You know, sometimes I've come back in the house three times. What was it I needed to get to before I could leave? Um, and and I find for me that that kind of of forgetting something because I'm not present kind of builds you know it snowballs then I get agitated mm-hmm. that I can't remember and then I go oh gosh my brain isn't what it used to be and I'm ticked off because I deserve to have a good brain you know it just you know so it's, it's taking so
0: you further and. Yeah. In- So it's taking you further and further away from being present to what's actually happening right now, which it could have been just a minor little inconvenience that you have to go back and get your keys. Yes. (laughs) Um,
1: My brain can spin it into, you know, this is just like every trauma repeating itself again, you know, not, not really that extreme, but that's, that's, that it is an extreme thing, even if it doesn't go that far and it's really bad for the body to, you know, be in that. So I'm learning to um, slow down when I forget things and actually laugh about it. Sometimes, you know, I'll Mm -hmm. I'll put on a silly voice and, you know, say funny things about myself and and enjoy that instead of spinning.
0: Oh, that's that's great. But I think um, probably everyone can relate to that that pattern to some degree. Mm -hmm. Um, So being present will help diffuse or take us out of the pattern that's, that's yes. destructive potentially <laughs> yeah, yeah all right so let's get on to these um complicated sounding terms <laughs> so interception was the first of our list and so um, what is it and why is it important? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, that's another thing we all have to varying degrees. Um, apparently, some people are born with uh, very little capacity uh, for interoception uh, to the point they don't know when they're hungry, thirsty, tired, or have a full bladder. Um, no, those yeah. are all things that most of us recognize pretty well, although sometimes we get hangry or sometimes, you know, we. <laughs> we get in the habit of pushing ourselves so we don't recognize when we're tired or um you know we don't pay attention to thirst those are all really good basic things to pay attention to of course
0: so it's being able to sense what's going on in our body basically being a- yeah. aware aware of our inner state
1: mhm and mm-hmm. and those are those are um you know bodily need oriented mm-hmm. uh aspects of it, but there's also the aspect of, you know, the energetic feeling and the pain. And um, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe some of the signals I get because of, mm-hmm. you know, the abuse that's that's lodged in my, in my inner space. Um, uh, but neuroscience says that enhancing interoceptive awareness increases our capacity to self-regulate physiologically and emotionally. And that improves our resilience and puts us in the engineer position on the train of our life. So, so it's pretty big about, stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: so I'm thinking about, um, you might think, well, why would I want to be present to a pain in my body, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> um, to how is that gonna help my stress level? right? Um,
1: that's um, what i had a hard time with because I have so much pain and, and that's part of the reason I learned to dissociate because who wants to be you know, in a toxic waste dump of pain and, and agonizing memories, not me. Um, but through all the processes I'm learning and the new skills, including in a large part, Alexander Technique, I'm able to touch into those things and learn, like come into it with a, a, um, a curious mind which gives mm-hmm. me some distance from, from, the, um, from being in the pain. And, and that's something that's really important uh, for all the aspects of my recovery. You know, if I'm having a flashback or a memory or whatever, um, if I can go, like, experience it from the angle of being curious about it rather than afraid of it, I can learn what I need to do in order to resolve that little aspect of, of the trauma.
0: I, I, I love that Ask that idea of being curious which i think is inherent or a part of for sure of 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 my work Uh, it seems like it helps us understand and be aware of what's going on but also have a little distance from it so you're it's i mean that's kind of mindful it's like ob- observing yourself right mm-hmm. um so you are able to be aware of and notice the pain or the memory and whatever is going on for you but it maybe also helps to have a little distance so you're present to it but you're not kind of in it mm-hmm. um in a way that's, yeah, not helpful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, being attentive to it rather than being bogged down or overwhelmed by it.
0: I'm and actually that- thinking when we're in it, we actually might not be present to it, which sounds strange. In, mm. in some, I, I'm, This is totally off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, um, basically, because it takes us out of everything else we can be present to
1: Right. Yeah. Especially if we're talking about like a flashback or a memory, something that's not happening now. Um, that, uh, sorry, I just totally lost my train of thought. Oops. Yeah. No. So if you're, um, <laughs> that's, that's fine. Um,
0: um, so if you're, you were saying like if you were having a flashback, but if you can be, Present enough to not just be immersed in it to yes. to be able to see that that is what is happening and it isn't the only thing it isn't actually it isn't actually the reality of what is happening now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the flashback is happening now, but the thing isn't happening now. Right? Um, yeah, and that,
1: that's what so what that practicing uh, presence and including interoception has helped me be able to um, experience a flashback and watch it like, not like a movie. I mean, I'm still having the, you know, sensory experience. Some flashbacks are, you know, full sensory. I hear the same sounds, feel the same, you know, touch, smell the same smells, and they're really overwhelming.
0: Okay. But I've,
1: I've been able to kind of have a, a dual awareness now where the flashback is happening, but I'm also watching it and, and, making observations about it like oh that's what this is about this muscle over here is telling me you know that memory um and then you know i can use that information to change the story of what happened to me which helps my nervous system learn that
0: it's in the past now Mm. and so what um what from our work together um, I'm thinking there's some things that we've done that have helped you be present in a way that 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 gives you that that space that of uh, that distance. Um, um, is there anything in particular or is something that we could share with our viewers? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um well, I think. The first thing I'd like to say is I tried. I want to. I want to emphasize just how gentle and non-coercive Alexander technique is because the more I do it and the more I learn about my nervous system and you know trauma resolution, um, the more I understand that the non-coercive aspect is so important because mm-hmm. you just never know what thing is going to trigger. Uh, a trauma survivor. I I was trying to help a friend calm down um, over the phone recently and, and I'm trying to tell her to do mindful breath with me. And she's, and she goes, I can't, I have um, trauma issues related to breathing. Mm. Oh, (laughs) Uh, Mm. so um, that's one of the things about Alexander. That's so great. Um, I had tried initially um, a a meditation that I would listen to, to um, uh, that was, you know, geared toward interoception and it triggered the heck out of me. And I could only listen to a few minutes at a time. And, you know, I did build up a tolerance for it and and it did become really helpful. And it, it, it was one of the things that I think helped me figure out I needed, you know, somatic uh, therapies. Um, but it was also kind of re-traumatizing. I mean, it was so much effort to, to desensitize myself to this stuff and yet when I do Alexander, yeah, it's gonna take a lot longer, but it's not gonna hurt. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a real plus. I, yeah, uh, ripping the band-aid off, you know? You're just yeah. like, hey, it's okay. Whatever you can tolerate is is great right now. Um,
0: um, as far yeah, I'm as thinking, Go ahead. I'm thinking um, what we shared when we when I taught the cycle a couple of videos before. This idea of um, noticing ease and it'd be you know if you're interested I'd go back to that video um, but that gives us a little way in that's a bit different um, in which to see ourselves and what is going on right now mm-hmm. um,
1: and it's so so flexible and and uh, adaptable I, I, you just reminded me of, um, some of our early visits, um, Mm -hmm. when I came to you, um, uh, for in person appointments and, um, I was having some pain in my leg that was pretty serious. And you asked if I could find a place near that pain that wasn't pain and put my attention to that. And, And yet you just, you invited me to, you didn't tell me to. Um, and so that helped me be curious about it. And I went oh yeah, I can. And I noticed mm-hmm. when I, when I put my attention to the non-painful place next to the pain, my attention didn't focus on the pain. <laughs> and so yeah. it, it it made it more tolerable.
0: Yeah, it changes our relationship with it a little, a little bit. And it's a little, little bit at a a time, right? Yeah, Uh,
1: that's what uh, we need, especially if we're traumatized. I mean, everybody needs things gentle, especially now with, you know, what's going on. Everybody's under stress and, and having a hard time and doesn't need to be coerced or shamed about, you know, not having the right amount of interception
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's yes (laughs) we are where we are and i think alexander can help us um improve that awareness in a gentle and stress i wouldn't say stress stress-free because what in the world is stress-free but in a way that's not going to put stress on you Mm
1: -hmm. i think another um another real helpful um alexander moment is um when um well we're kind of moving into proprioception so okay (laughs) well maybe we (laughs) we
0: just go there so let's start proprioception do you want to just describe what proprioception is
1: um, it, it's awareness of your of your place in space, um, in the room, uh, even extended out to, you know, your community, the planet. Um, we can think of, you know, our place in space at all those different levels. Um, but it's especially important, you know, at the body level, um, because um, it helps us not bump into things or trip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the way I think of it is, um, and I hadn't really thought quite (laughs) out into (laughs) infinity and beyond in the way that you would say. (laughs) Um, But in in terms of our physical body, it's awareness of our uh, position of of ourselves and the parts of our body and of how we're moving through space. Um, um, And I think it's probably in some ways this one that Alexander might, um, I think it's connected very much to all of them, but it's maybe more known for that because it very much relates maybe a bit more to a posture and and um, and movement, which mm-hmm. is <laughs> um, what Alexander is known to help with. Um, Okay, and proprioception so,
1: is really important
0: important for movement <laughs> well yes so I think you already said you know why why is proprioception important and I'm thinking <laughs> on a very basic level exactly what you said it helps you not bump it in, bump into things and <laughs> um, you know because you're more aware of what you are doing
1: yes
0: uh, and you're and so more aware of what you're the environment around you is so um so how you move and whether there's a step in front of you um (laughs) might might be a helpful thing um and then it sounds obvious but um it's also something that we can um develop more there's a term that's sometimes used in alexander um speak um of um uh, I think it's kind of a funny term. They call it debauched kinesthesia, as in what they are faulty sensory perception or faulty sense. So basically, meaning that our um, our awareness of 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 how we are or where we are in space is actually not accurate. You know, so if you had your arm straight out it might be like this but you you perceive it as being horizontal and that's um so working with alexander traditionally can really help us um get a more accurate sense of where we are what we're doing and how we're doing it it's really so,
1: beneficial <laughs> you know, yeah who's had complex ptsd most of my life i have Fond memories of bumping into things, <laughs> mm. and 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 my awareness is often so low that I don't even remember what happened. You know, I'll, mm. I'll have a bruise, and somebody will say, "Oh, how'd you get that bruise on your arm?" And I can't remember because I was so not connected
0: to my environment, not present. Sounds yeah. like <laughs> um, yeah. um, so so. Um, why, I mean. Is it? I'm thinking it's more than just not wanting to bump into things. Is the reason why it could help people who are stressed or traumatized to have a um, a better, appropriate,ceptive sense. Um, well,
1: of what, course, what? it's one of the things that also uh, brings us into the present and into our bodies. Mm-hmm. And 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 for most of us, most of the time, if we are present and in our bodies. We're probably not in the threat of immediate danger.
0: Well, I, well, I'm thinking what can take us out of being um, present and out of having a, um, I guess, a healthy proprioceptive sense of, of of things in the moment is when we're doing exactly what we were talking about when we were talking about interception, when we're or when we were talking about presence, when we're worrying about something in the future. We're hurrying because we're late and we're thinking about that. And so that's when we actually bang into the door because we didn't notice it wasn't open or... Um, yeah. Yeah? Um, yeah, and I'm thinking the more stressed we are, this is probably what really gets affected in a very practical way most Mm -hmm. you know because we're maybe more prone to injury more because yeah
1: or just spilling things breaking things
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um would when um one of the kind of key concepts in my work is bringing people to be aware of their contact with the ground and what's supporting them physically, and being literally aware of the space around them. Is that? Would you say that's tied into this sense in particular? Um, uh, yeah,
1: actually, that was one of the things I I, um, I wanted to bring up, and I think I went off the rails instead. Yeah, the um, noticing the support of the of the floor under my feet and. And the you know the seat under my sit bones, um, again that brings me back to even if it's just for a second, if that's all I can tolerate, I'm in my body, and I'm present in the moment, and recognizing there's no danger in this moment. That gives my nervous system this much of a break, mm-hmm. which counts. And if you add yeah. that up, especially if you're doing these practices throughout your day, like you've so wonderfully helped me, you know, integrate that into my day, that those little drops, it's like, you know, filling a bucket with, you know, drop, drop, drop is how we rebuild a nervous system. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't have to follow, you know, a guru to do it or, Mm -hmm. or um, remember everything that happened to you, or even any of it, you can Mm -hmm. just rebuild your nervous system. And Alexander is one of the ways that really has helped me.
0: Yeah, great. Um, I think we should move on to the third one. Can I say
1: one quick thing first? Uh, <laughs> you it. <minute>. <laughs> uh, it's a little off topic, but I think some people might really find this helpful. Um, one of the values of proprioception for me is is that it can be used to express or release um, instinctive uh, body-based protective reactions that are part of the um, incompleted trauma release cycle that made the trauma stick. Um, mm-hmm. It's a more advanced technique and I can't get into it here, but if anybody's interested, they can do a search for it. Um, it just look up somatic experiencing therapy and you'll find a lot of information about how that works. It's really valuable. Oh. Okay. And, and again, that's how, I, one of the ways I see Alexander meshing so nicely with the somatic experiencing that I'm doing, um, it just really supports it. And I, I think it's a big part of the reason, you know, that I'm making such good progress.
0: Mm. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, thanks. That's great. Okay, exteroception. Ex- exteroception. reception You say it, and yeah, then tell extra, us what it is. Yes. <laughs> I always want to say
1: exoskeleton, which is yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. These are these are you know our senses: um, sight, taste, touch, smell, hearing, um, and. I would add the sixth sense, which is neuroception, <laughs> what we read, um, with our nervous systems. Um, I won't get into that, but, um, yeah, so we it's have-
0: the stimuli that are coming from outside of us that we yes. perceive with our senses. And of course, there are more than the standard five that we learned at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and um yeah so i i i, I agree with you
1: <laughs> yeah th- those, those are what we use to read our environment mm-hmm. um and uh, people who uh are traumatized or stressed similar to the other aspects we talked about probably have reduced sense of what's going on especially if we're focused on you know when we use our our uh, beautiful um, electronic equipment and we're focused down like we talked about before Mm. where we're, we're blocking out um, the, the whole environment really, it's just us in this machine. Um, It also can take us, I'm sorry, having it can bring us back to the present. Um, Mm. And that's one of the things uh, um, I practice when we do the cycle. Um, I kind of, move between noticing ease in myself and noticing ease in my surroundings um, because I feel that, uh, well, I mean, why not, right? Ease everywhere, in, inner and
0: outer. Um, yeah, I mean, my feelings, Like when I first started with that practice, it was very much body-based, what, what was noticing. Um, but if I have a sense of ease out there, there's nothing – for me to tense up against, right? <laughs> so it actually helps the, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I interrupted your train of thought. Um, it's on down the tracks now. <laughs> so how, how do you see um, what we've done together as, as tying in with this concept?
1: um well again the the touching you know the support of the floor and the seat um those those are kind of both interoception and extraception really because if i'm noticing the support of the floor on my feet i'm noticing the floor as well mm-hmm. same with my seat and just you know just and then you'll guide us to notice the space around us above us below us behind us and most of us don't really think of that Especially behind us, Uh, and we're we're very very focused this way,
0: and maybe a little bit to the sides. (laughs) Um, um, But there's up, and there's behind us, there's below, and yeah. And
1: it's an interesting sense to to um, to gain that sense. You know, I, I have more of it now. Than I did before we started working. I Mm -hmm. still, you know, want to keep practicing, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, it, 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 like we've said, it changes my relationship with my environment, and it also gives me some of that sense of, you know, being more in the driver's seat. Just because Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm like on top of my environment. I know what's here, so um, I feel safe, and and I can move things or whatever. You know, it's it feels more in control for me
0: right so that's literally if you've got a better awareness of your physical environment you can actually especially in your own space you can you can create it to be the best for you as much as as possible i'm thinking that these all interconnect because um when you gave the example of looking at your phone so if you were going to um, tune in have an awareness there could be that interoceptive sense of what's what's going on in me as i as i look at the phone and it and it's also the awareness of the phone which i guess is the extra reception bit the mm-hmm. um, but also there could be a proprioceptive sense that you notice that your position in space might not be um, <laughs> as advantageous as it could be. Um, so it feels like they all can merge together in just mm-hmm. a, 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 a better awareness of your whole self mm-hmm. in relation to your environment. Um, how does... Um, Awareness of, I don't know, mind, emotions, cognitive stuff. Does that um, come into any of those? Is that something, another, another (laughs) section? (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I think that's, uh, I mean, it's all, it's, you know, we're so complex and it's all interrelated, but yeah, I think it's really a different um, topic area. These are all involved, like very somatic and that's more of the, the cognitive um, there's certainly a lot of value in in uh cognitive therapy. Uh at at for a lot of people, even traumatized people, but not as much. Um mm. we really need to um have an inner sense of safety before the that part of our brain, the prefrontal mm. cortex, can really come online well enough to do the cognitive work.
0: So for exteroception, if we're talking about uh, our awareness of stimuli coming in through our different senses. If, if it's from someone else, if it's um, someone angry, right? And we—is it our awareness of how we are reacting to them, or is it our awareness of them, or is it both, or? <laughs> or is that something else completely? <laughs> well, it's,
1: it's, it's complicated too. But yeah, I mean, um, when we read another person, like say you walked in the room and you were mad because – Puffkin pooped on the floor again.
0: <laughs> That's my cat if anyone wants to know. And he doesn't I, do that. <laughs> I
1: just like to make fun of him because he's always judging me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 you would come in and you'd be mad and and I would immediately feel that anger because mm-hmm. um it wouldn't just be, you know, the expressions on your face, that would tell me a lot too, but I would read energy from you. Mm-hmm. You would be radiating this anger and if I'm not aware of it, I could get caught up in the anger with mm-hmm. you and be mad at Puffkin too and like start a revolt or something. <laughs> you wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't want to take him on. Yeah. yeah. But, or I could um, use what I understand about um, all of these senses and um, witness your anger and, and, and validate it, Go, yeah, that would tick me off, too. I understand why you're angry. And then after you've had your witnessing, I could use my nervous system to help you calm down to a level where we can start talking and have a good time.
0: Right, because you w- were present enough to not get caught up in my stuff. Yes. yeah, right? And, that, and then the- that, in turn, can help the person who... Um, maybe isn't so present or is having a hard time or what, whatever. It's, it's yeah, and that's that's
1: really what we're here to do for each other. My favorite neuropsych, um, Dr. Dan Siegel, talks about um, compassion burnout, and that relates to this. Um, he says, it's not burnout, it's boundaries. Um, mm. it, it, people get confused, and they need to understand. That's you over there with your anger about your cat And this is me over here (laughs) Mm -hmm. and what I'm feeling isn't you inside of me. It's not your anger. It's my, my compassionate response to what's going on with you and having that ability to zoom back and, and see, observe and be curious, um, Mm -hmm. allows me to not get caught up in your um, activation level while I'm witnessing that for you. And then,
0: that helped you I, calm down too, and I've just—I think you've just described what empathy or healthy empathy is, um, because you're feeling with someone that, but but you don't want to be,
1: yeah, in it, like you in in it, in it yeah.
0: because that's not going to help them or you, because right? Then... It
1: just, it just, it, that's part of the energy vampire dynamic. You know, the the energy vampire dynamic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Not that that's necessarily always the case, but that's how energy vampires, you know, would work. They look for somebody who doesn't have that healthy boundary of of empathy Mm. where they can say, yeah, I feel bad for what you're going through and I would like to help you. And that's the empathy and and, um, compassion. And then the kindness is. Here, let me clean up the cat poop for you because I know oh, it right. all. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you're like <come> one over. <laughs> yes,
0: as I say, he's not done that yet. Oh, uh, God. Um, <laughs> so I'm thinking that one of the thing, in fact, I would say the key thing that Alexander technique helps you with is to help you be able to pause it might even be so minute that it's it's not noticeable but so that you have an awareness um of how you are reacting to any stimuli that are, i mean life is just mm-hmm. everything's a stim from our own internal thoughts and sensations to everything that's coming there and it's how we react to it that um can make a, a big difference to how we are affected by things. Mm-hmm. And it helps us um, do exactly what you described with the not, helps you not be a, what was it, energy vampire? What was it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: energy vampire, yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or not em- to come. Em- yeah, to not, them or, not, yeah, Or get um, um, empathy burnout, hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's part of having a healthy boundary. Yeah, and and yeah, the pause is really, I think that's almost like the the crux of all the Alexander work is the pause,
0: because um, that's what helps you be able to apply the the thinking and awareness throughout your day at different times, mm-hmm. and um, yeah.
1: And it breaks that cycle of distress.
0: So pausing, learn, being able to learning how to pause, and that pause is stopping to be present, to notice what is going on inside, yes. outside, and be curious, your, and be curious about it. Yeah, that's lovely. And that
1: that really automatically puts us in the um, in the pro-social um, affect, Mm. when we, when we approach things curiously and pause to be present, then we can recognize, you know, the safety, and then we feel able to connect open, Uh, you know, if you're scared, if you're afraid of, you know, going out of your house because of the virus or, or um, any number of things, uh, even subconscious things, you're going to be much more protective and not be able to connect with Mm. other people. Uh, And the experiences I've had, the more I learn about the interpersonal neurobiology, the more exciting it is, especially (laughs) looking back on previous experiences Mm -hmm. where, you know, for instance, um, with a shipmate that um, has diametrically opposed religio-political views, Mm -hmm. but because we met on what Dr. Siegel calls the um, plane of open possibility, which happened to be this beautiful wooden ship, um, and wanted to be good shipmates, we got along really well until we found out we were, you know, <laughs> diametrically but it's, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's a bit of a sidetrack, but it's amazing when you have a shared activity and love for something that um, it can do away with all sorts of other things that may have been boundaries to friendship if you hadn't had this shared activity anyway
1: yeah it's a huge thing and you know the sense of community there is Mm -hmm. is also really important well he was new um he was a a trainee coming on board but he had you know the right attitude and you know very outgoing playful uh person so easy Mm -hmm. for me to get along with Mm -hmm. except you know when this (laughs) event occurred I won't go into detail but um there was a rupture you know and and the the crux of it is that because we'd had so many of these positive experiences, you know, uh, hanging out at night and singing sea shanties while we drank beer and, you know, playing pirate games and going out for meals, <laughs> and working together in class and all those things.
0: Sounds um, fun on your ship. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> it is fun. It's a lot of hard work too, but yeah. it, it is fun. Mm-hmm. And the the community is really what Captain Lauren says. You come for the sailing, you stay for the community. And mm. really it is, it's a very uh, uh, restorative community because the the overall affect and the leadership affect is we are alacritous. We are welcoming. We help each other. We try to do our work with a smile and, and, and that's infectious. Mm-hmm. And that was a big part of the reason that this person and I could meet on that plane of possibility. And because of the previous interactions we had um, when that rupture occurred, both of us valued the relationship more than the religio-political stance, so we figured out a solution, and we're not, you know, friends, we don't hang out, but when we see each other, which is once in a blue moon, we're like, hey, you know, it's just this wonderful feeling, and I think, gosh, you know, if everybody could do that, if, if, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. diametrically opposed to me, and I can do this in Mm -hmm. this instant well, then uh, lots of other people can do it in all kinds of instances, and we need that kind of awareness and and ability these days.
0: Yes. Well, (laughs) I I totally agree. It's maybe slightly off track, but I don't think it's totally unrelated to what um, we've been talking about today. I think it's time to to wrap this up, Um, just to say that, all these three uh, senses—would you call them, or awarenesses, or concepts? Hmm. All these—all these sections yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, are. Um, it's really good to have things to help you cultivate them and. and and grow them um and um, alexander is definitely a way into that
1: yeah there there are lots of ways anybody can Mm -hmm. find but this Mm -hmm. one is right here and Mm -hmm. it's so portable and practical and and um uh flexible and Mm -hmm. Mm non-coercive
0: so i do want to mention that i finally um got my course together I'm going to be running an online six-week program uh, group coaching program uh, starting the middle of July um, so if anyone is interested in that just do um, you can comment or message or reach out I wanted to mention if you um, get on my mailing list you'll get into information automatically about it and I've got a A free download which is on seven tips to reduce stress now which will all be little ways to to stop and be more present um, for a moment so that would tie in with today too so whether you're interested in the course or not um, you might be interested in that so, I'll just put a link to that in the comments later. And uh, I'll
1: just say I highly recommend the course and the website. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you, Shay. <laughs> I didn't make her say that. <laughs> yes. But, <Pumpkin> did. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Shay, for doing these conversations. I feel like we will have more to talk about at some point in the future. Um, but this seemed like a good um, place to. Finish up for now. So, thank you thank again. You so I've really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, you're very welcome. I have to. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>